The Author Hangout, episode number 53. It really comes down to consistent marketing. I mean, it, you know, once you launch your book, that's it. That's not the end of it. You've got to continue to market it. Welcome to the Author Hangout, where we interview best-selling authors and experts in the book publishing industry to reveal the tips and advice you need to succeed as an author in today's publishing landscape. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Sean Manaher. Welcome to another episode of the Author Hangout, where authors like you learn how to sell more books through the lessons, experiences, and wisdom from their fellow authors. Author, speaker, entrepreneur, and virtual CEO, he went from living the typical entrepreneur life of 14-hour days, six days a week, little time with his family, to now averaging six-hour workdays, Fridays off, and spending lots of time with his wife and three awesome children. As a content creator and blogger, he's been featured in Entrepreneur, Forbes, Inc., The Huffington Post, and more. As a virtual staffing expert, he's shared his experience in his number one Amazon best-selling 562 five-star review book, Virtual Freedom. Please welcome Chris Ducker. Chris, thanks for joining me on the Author Hangout. Thank you very much. Thanks for bigging me up there. I hope I don't let you down after all. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt that you're going to keep things rolling, and I do appreciate you being on the show here. So, Chris, why don't we go back uh, to that point of which you decided that you wanted to become an author. So share with us that story. What was going on? Well, I'm, I, I've always been a big kind of book head. You know, even since yeah. when, I was, when I was a kid, I always had my head in the book. I always liked reading uh, writing, creative, do a lot of creative writing in my teens. Um, and, you know, when I became an entrepreneur and started learning all this stuff, um, it became a goal, quite frankly, of mine to, mm. to write a book and to help people. But obviously, you know, I'm not going to just write another business book. It doesn't work that mm-hmm. way. So I had to, I had to go through some challenges and, you know, the burnout and all that sort of stuff. And, then learn how to delegate properly and build teams and build businesses based on all all of those formulas and tactics and everything. And then uh, I started blogging. You know, this was the incubus for me. It was January 2010. I started blogging, and by the end of 2012, so we're talking about a you know a good couple of years of blogging here. I built a speaking platform for myself. I had started podcasting. I was blogging a couple times a week good community of people, and then, mm-hmm. boom, the book offer comes in from a publisher in the U.S. Mm. And I, I didn't go with that initial offer, but it made me think very seriously about you know going back to that goal of someday writing a book. Yeah. And so I was introduced to a literary agent, and I, obviously I went the traditional publishing route with Virtual Freedom, yeah. but there's nothing wrong with the self-publishing route at all. Yep. I want to state that very clearly. Um, but I, you know, I was blessed to, you know, have, have the offer. So I teamed up with a agent. We put together a good quality proposal. Uh, I had a designer, a graphic designer actually put it together real nice. It wasn't just a simple word document. Um, and, uh, she, she pitched it to 16 different publishing houses in the US and we got four offers. So we had a wow. 25% buy-in rate, which she was incredibly shocked at. Uh, at yeah. the time, um, and when you look at say books like the Four Hour Work Week, which was turned down twenty odd times before it was picked <laughs> up, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah, does that mean I'm better than Tim Ferriss? I don't know, <laughs> but um, nonetheless, it's humbling, that's for sure. So I, sure. so you know, we had all these offers coming, and I, the, the offer I went with was not the biggest advance. It was with mm-hmm. the publisher that was the most passionate about the book and the project as a whole, um, and um, 
it was funny. I remember I was on the phone with, with the, the owner of the publishing house, and he said something to me that I've never forgotten. He said, when I read this proposal, it was like you're going to write a book that is the outsourcing section of the four-hour work week on steroids. <laughs> Those were yeah. his exact words. And wow. I knew at that point that I'd found my publishing partner because he got he got the project. He just got it. He nailed it. Uh, not the biggest advance, but um, you know, we now sit on you know what thirty thousand odd copies sold. So it was it was a good choice to go with them. That's for sure. That's awesome, Chris. And with that, why don't we talk a, a bit about the book? Because the individuals, the authors that are listening in today, they're self-published. They're doing this by themselves, sure. and a lot of times they don't know the resources and tools that they could utilize in order to publish their own book. So why don't you share with us a little bit about what's in your book, and then how can authors apply it to their uh, careers? Yeah, cool, perfect. Well, I, and I want to say for the record, my next book will most likely mm. be self-published. So, you know, I've, I've looked into this. I want to try both sides of that fence and, and see exactly what I can get at. There's one thing that I can tell you about going with a, before I answer your question, going with a traditional publisher was that they didn't do a whole lot mm. in terms of marketing. I have sold every copy of that book myself. Make no mistake about that. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm lucky to be a good sales and marketing guy. That's my background. But honestly speaking... Yeah. They, you know, having having a publisher on your team really just means that you've got a built-in editing and printing team and distribution team. That's basically it. Uh, and as self-publishing goes, it ain't that hard to find a good typesetter and to team up with somebody like Amazon's CreateSpace to to handle everything else. So, mm -hmm. and usually you can get to market a hell of a lot quicker, hell of a lot quicker um, by you know going on your own instead of going with a publishing company. I mean, it it took what, a year and four months for virtual freedom to hit the stands after I had basically handed in my first manuscript. So wow. it's a long, drawn-out process that I'm not going to be doing again, I don't think, for the next book. And there will be another book probably towards the end of next year. So um, what's, uh, what's this new book? Uh, what are you thinking about it? I, I'm not going to say too much about it right now because, honestly, <laughs> I'm still kind of fine-tuning the general message of it, but it, it won't be yeah. anything outsourcing-related. Um, it will be more entrepreneurial related mm -hmm. and probably mm -hmm. more towards the personal branding angle but utilizing mm. personal branding to build businesses so you know very specifically to build businesses not to build a brand but to build a brand to build a business that's kind of focus i think yeah um, yeah yeah Excellent. so we'll we'll see i haven't even got a title for it yet and that's god's honest truth <laughs> otherwise i might <laughs> i might give you a word exclusive you know uh, yeah 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 it's well, I, mean, I think go on, yeah go i think yeah, go ahead. I mean, w with that, you know, in, in this next book and, and even in this whole publishing process, um, it, with the virtual side of what you did, how did you in your own marketing then talk to us how you use your own teaching of the book, your book, uh, your virtual uh, freedom book mm -hmm. to, you know, market? Yeah, I mean, look, the big thing was I built a team around me to help me do mm -hmm. it. Now, I was blessed because I already had a team in place so you know there were certain people that were working for me already i had a graphics guy i had a social media va i had a developer you know so i would just take them off one project and say right for the next six months you're going to live and breathe virtual freedom by the time that's it you're going to hate those two words by the time <laughs> you're going to despise the things and um you know we did everything from you know create a new podcast and launch it to help promote the book and there was a whole bunch of stuff so i mean 
you know, we, I, you know, that was it. That's really truly what it was. I, I, I used the team around me to help me market the book. And let me tell you something, and anybody tuning in will know this, as well as your avatar, Sue, there. Writing a book is one thing, but marketing it, whole different animal. Much harder. Mm. Much, much harder. Uh, however, we are blessed to be in the time that we are as authors because we have things like blogs and social media and YouTube and podcasts and all this other great digital media that we can utilize to be able to market our books and ourselves as the as the authors of those books. And so, you know, you, as long as you, 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 you know, appreciate that and understand and utilize that, um, you can actually do very, very well. You know, I mean, if you think from a nonfiction perspective, 97% of all business books sell less than a thousand copies in their lifetime. In their lifetime. So wow. if you can, if, if you can do a thousand and one, you're ahead of the curve. You know what I mean? Hmm. And that yeah, yeah. just comes down to consistent marketing. It really comes down to consistent marketing. I mean, it, you know, once you launch your book, that's it. That's not the end of it. You've got to continue to market it. And so um, that's what I did. I, I, I got my team involved and we did a whole bunch of stuff and we can break some of the things down if you want. Yeah, why don't we do that under this idea of a consistent marketing plan? What goes into that? Well, let's talk about launch first because I think it is okay. important to, you know, the launch of your book is an event and it should be treated like an event, right? So okay. uh, we did several things on the launch. So the first thing we did, I mentioned that that podcast. So this was a na- what I'm now calling a nano podcast. I'm not 100% sure if I coined that phrase on that, but <laughs> uh, I'm using it nonetheless. So a nano podcast is a podcast that is launched entirely for the you know for the sake of promoting something in a short space of time so we mm-hmm. knew going into creating the virtual freedom podcast that there was going to be 25 episodes there were going to be no more than 10 minutes a pop and they were going to answer one question or handle one topic in each episode it's a very concise very actionable and very easy to digest over either a short or a long period of time i recorded all 25 episodes in two days I handed off those raw recordings to my audio VA, who then went ahead and edited them with intro and outro bumpers, tagging them, uploading them to servers. And then my general VA took over and published those um, as and when she was told to do so. So I think we launched with five episodes out of the gate. And then Mm -hmm. we did one episode every – I think we – no, hang on. I think we did two episodes every week for – whatever it was, you know, five, six weeks or something with a run-up of the book. And then as the book came out April 1, I think the last podcast episode that went live was like April 15 or something. So we had a little bit of a run-over after the book had came out. And let me tell you why I did this. I've been podcasting five years. iTunes is just another search engine. You've got Google, Mm. you've got YouTube, and you've got iTunes, but with a massive difference. With iTunes... If you think of when you create an iTunes account, nine times out of ten, you're going to stick in your credit card details. So these are search engine attendees, search engine users, ultimately, that are used to spending money on the Internet. So Mm. when you, as an author, are on your podcast and you say, hey, click over to Amazon right now, search for virtual freedom, or maybe even give them a short link. I think we had Mm virtualfreedombook.com set up. And... Pick up a copy of my book. It won't steer you wrong. It'll answer all the questions that are no doubt running through your mind right now. And do me a favor. When you're done reading it, drop me a tweet. Let me know what you think. We had Mm. so many people 
buy the book off the back of the podcast. So that was just one thing that we did that's very different. We went in and we killed it with that eight-week new and noteworthy period that you get with mm-hmm. and iTunes. Yeah, yeah crushed it man we were in the top 10 for the entire time in the business section and we absolutely crushed it so i'm 100 percent sure that that podcast probably sold oh i don't know at least at least probably three or four thousand copies of the book in a couple of months at least wow maybe that's fantastic i don't know yeah so that was just one thing yeah and then you know we did a lot of um i was blessed to you know i'm very blessed to have the network of influencers that i've become friends with and things like that not everybody has that i understand that but i i'm lucky to have that and so i reached out to everybody i got a lot of great blurbs uh, from guys like you know Jay Beer and Lewis Howes and you know a ton mm. of big big name influencers online, and so we created these brilliant little social media shareable images with their face and their blurb and the book cover and a link, and we you know we utilized those like crazy as well, and you know you could even get a VA to do that now on Canva. We didn't have Canva back mm-hmm. then, but you yeah. know um, you know back in the old days, a year and a half. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it was out, but I, I think my guy didn't like the idea of using right. it, so he just did in Photoshop right. anyway. But I mean, you know, these are just some of the things that we did on launch to help mm. get the word out there. Now, and, from an ongoing, go on, go ahead. Yeah, Chris, uh, before we get to the consistent marketing plan, the ongoing plan, I want to get just a tad personal. You mention a lot of times the word blessed. You're blessed to have your team, yeah. blessed to be in these a situation, blessed. What's going on there? You use that word. Why? Because, man, you know, the world's messed up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a nice philosophical answer for you. No, <laughs> I, I I the world is a messed up place, man. Every time I turn on CNN, I see nothing but people getting their heads cut off or people getting blown up and 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 bankruptcy and you know in countries and all the rest of it and to be in the position where i am as a as an entrepreneur as an author as a husband as a uh, a father as a employer um man i'm blessed brother yeah, you know, I'm cool. I'm blessed to have a hundred thousand people read my blog every month. That is mad. When I say that number out loud like that, and I don't I don't sort of throw vanity numbers around for the fun of it, mm-hmm. but think yeah. about it. You get a hundred thousand people visit your blog every. You are blessed because there is a new blog launched every six seconds on the internet, and to have over a hundred thousand people visit you month in month out is huge. It's massive. I I got forty plus odd thousand followers on twitter who i actually engage with um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm a very very blessed individual and i recognize it and i give it the homage that it deserves because uh like i said the world is a messed up place you should be very very um you should be very very thankful for the things that are good in your life and i truly am well thank you for that chris and i know what you do with it is you give back and so i really appreciate that you take that and you're taking it right now you're taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us so why don't we jump back into this consistent marketing plan and give us yes. a couple of tactics of things that you're doing on an ongoing basis to market your books okay so there are simple things that you can do that a lot of people miss out and, and I, I it's when i see it happening with authors I often either email them or I private message them on Twitter or something like that because when I see them, I'm like, you're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you're not doing this sort of thing. So little simple things like mentioning your book in your Twitter profile or bio. People read those things. When they start following you, they want to know what you're all about if they don't know already. Little things like that. Having a direct link to your Amazon page in your email signature. 
Mm. Having a book only, a book-specific page on your blog. So if you go to chrisducker.com forward slash book, you'll see one page about virtual freedom where not only can they obviously see a nice big cover of the book, but they can read some of those blurbs. They can see that there are 600-plus reviews. They can click through immediately you know, and buy the book, rather. They can see a video of me talking about why I wrote the book. They can, they've got links to the podcast on there um, mm. and a whole lot of other stuff. So, I mean, you, you know, I, I absolutely suggest that your listeners go over to chrisducker.com and slash book and have a look at that, that page. If you don't have a dedicated specific page on your, on your blog and you're linking to it everywhere, um, there's a problem there. You need to address that problem immediately because if you think about it logically, if you don't tell people about your book, nobody will, plain mm. and simple. And you look at guys like Donald Trump. Yes, he's a little bit of a media circus, but <laughs> at the end of the day, the guy is what he is. And if you, if you watch interviews with him, regardless, I'm not even talking about the presidential stuff, but I mean, mm -hmm. you just you, you look at interviews with the guy, he is telling you why he's so great. I built this building here and I went through 18 months of negotiations and I won because I was prepared and I'm a rich man and I build and I employ tens of thousands of people and blah, blah. tell people how good you are. Tell people about what you do and they will actually end up falling in love with you or at least getting to the point of respecting you and wanting to know more about you. And so you know, doing things like that. So we, we consistently link whenever I say when I wrote my book or whenever I mention virtual freedom now, believe it or not, I don't link to Amazon. I actually link to that specific book page because there's so much more. If you're interested in that kind of book, there's so much more on that page rather than just a buy now link. Yeah, there are a few buy now links on that page, but you can also get all that additional content on that page as well. So build that page out. That's huge. And we, we, we have a recurring tweet that goes out once every other day linking to that page to get people back to the blog and, and to find out about the book. So it's about consistently mentioning the book, not in a spammy way, but in a value-based way. Um, and then, you know, when you're doing things like this, interviews like this, make sure that the interviewer knows that you have a book. Yeah, he might be getting you on mm -hmm. the phone. He might be getting you on the call to talk about the book, but if he isn't, if you're on there to talk about something else, make sure you say to him, hey, do me a favor, man, before we get recording here, Make sure you mention my book, okay? This is the mm -hmm. URL because it, it, you know we get a lot of traction with it, and I'd love for for your users, to, you know, your listeners to check it out. You know, simple, simple phrase: if you don't ask, you don't get. And, Fantastic. And, and that also goes, and I'll finish with this: that also goes with Amazon reviews. People ask me, how the hell? And you got 600 <laughs> plus reviews, the very large majority of which are five star. I haven't. I, I'm not going to say – every time I say this, I touch wood, but I haven't got a one-star review on my book yet, which is astounding to me. It's astounding. And you have 562 five-star five reviews. I can't, I saw that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. 90% yeah. of these are five-star. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I want to make that very clear as well. I've worked to get those reviews. Just yeah. because someone buys your book doesn't mean they're going to review it when they're done reading it. And I'm like, what, what's the what's, – the statistic, 91% or something of people who buy books never read them cover to cover. You know, they mm -hmm. just pick. They pick at certain sections. Um, and, I mean, if you think about it, it's cheap consultant session at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, you pick up, say, Gary Vaynerchuk's Crush It to learn how to build a brand on YouTube. 
He, he talks about a lot of different stuff in that book other than just YouTube. But if that's all you're buying the book for, spend the 16 bucks, read that chapter, and you're done. You don't need to read the whole book. You know, It's probably the same thing with virtual freedom. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people that have bought the book just to learn how to delegate social media or just to learn how to interview a, a, a VA candidate. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. and that's great. So you ask for it. And one of the things that I did, and this is a very, very big tip here, and it works like gangbusters. Provide additional value for the people that have purchased your book by giving them an additional bonus. And I'm not talking about a chapter that didn't make it in or something you cut or something like that, but a real genuine bonus that once they buy and you send them to a, to a, to an extra page or you know maybe there's a URL at the front of your book saying, hey, you get your reader resources here or something, right at the top of that page, say to them, if you review my book on Amazon, send me a screenshot of the review, and I will send you XYZ. So it could be a short video course or some audio interviews or an additional PDF document or something like that. So for us, we created the Virtual Freedom Workbook Companion where you take you know main sections of the book and we actually get you to work through it. So you print this 30-odd page PDF document And Mm -hmm. you actually write out your interview questions. You write out your job description. You write out the top 10 tasks you want to outsource immediately and all these different things. And it really, really works. So provide additional value for people going that extra yard for you because they don't feel like they need to do it just because they bought your book. I can tell you that right now. Fantastic. Chris, as we wrap things up, there's one question that I want to make sure that we get to, and it's this one. If you were starting all over again and doing the self-published route, Mm -hmm. what what three things would you tell yourself to do to help you sell more books? Okay. First things first, I would get an editor. Uh, I know a lot of self-published authors don't do that. And it screws the content of the book up. You've got to get an outside editor to check to, you know, that should be actually probably the biggest expense in self-publishing before you actually start marketing. That's a whole different expense. But um, in the actual creation of your book, get someone to edit. And and actually, almost probably two editors. So you'll have a developmental editor first to help you develop the content of the book further, maybe to cut out crap and put in some really, really good additional content based on this, that, and the other. And then a second editor, maybe an inline editor that will work on things like paraphrasing and grammar, punctuation, that sort of type of thing. I Even though I went the traditional route with virtual freedom, I actually hired an editor first to go through my book before I submitted my manuscript to the publisher, knowing full well that they were then going to have their editor go through it as well. But I actually had a, a complimentary type of email back from the editor saying, it's one of the strongest first manuscripts we've ever had from a business book <laughs> because awesome. I'd already gone through that process. So that's the first thing is to make sure that you get someone to edit your book for you, for sure. The second thing is to invest in a really good graphic designer for your cover design. It amazes me how many self-published books that I see that probably have really, really good content inside them but a crappy-looking artwork on their cover. Uh, I Mm. cannot stress this enough. People will sometimes buy your book based entirely on how it looks, and that is a fact. That is a fact. I mean, you look at Amazon, you get all these book covers. After you search for something, you're Mm -hmm. not going to click on something that looks like a dog's dinner. Right, yep. you're going to need something that's going to pop. So, second second tip is to invest in a good graphic designer for your book cover. And then, thirdly, genuinely, genuinely, sit down properly 
and devise a launch plan. Uh, you know, this is not a, you know, an email out to your email list and a few tweets that is classed as a launch plan. <laughs> this yeah. thing should be a, you know, a 90 day plan. 30 days before launch, getting people excited and buzzing about it, and then 60 days post-launch in terms of keeping your foot on the gas with all that and genuinely put a great, great amount of time on putting that launch plan together and then just ride it out, man. Just enjoy it. It's an event, and it should be treated like one. Fantastic. Chris, as we close this episode out of the Author Hangout, why don't you let us know how we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. Well, everything I do is on my online home, it's at chrisducker.com. My blog is there. My podcast is there. Uh, everything else that you could possibly want to get from me is there, except for a free copy of my book. you got to buy the book if you want that. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Chris, I do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us and be on the Author Hangout. Your insights, lessons, and the book that you shared will be on the show notes for theauthorhangout.com. Thanks again, Chris. My pleasure. Take good care. And thank you to our loyal listeners to The Author Hangout, powered by Book Marketing Tools. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of The Author Hangout. Thanks for listening to The Author Hangout. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher to get the new episodes delivered directly to your device. Watch the video from this episode and get the transcript at theauthorhangout.com. The Author Hangout is brought to you by bookmarketingtools.com. As an author, there is nothing like putting the finishing touches on your book and getting it ready to release to the world. Writing a book is no small accomplishment, and you're probably eager to start receiving some feedback in the form of reviews. So how do you go about getting reviews for your ebook? Well, Book Marketing Tools has a free guide to answer that question, which can be downloaded today at theauthorhangout.com slash review guide. And in this guide, we will talk about everything you need to do in order to get reviews through the pre and post publication of your ebook. And like our ultimate author checklist, we provide you a clear checklist of what you need to do to get more reviews. So if you need reviews for your book and are struggling to figure out how to get them, then go to theauthorhangout.com slash review guide and download the guide getting reviews for your ebook today.